Good morning. This is Rich Nass, Executive Vice President with Open Systems Media and leader of the Embedded Computing Design franchise, where we talk about anything that an embedded developer would care about, uh, from automotive to healthcare to industrial and security. And, and of course, IoT is right smack in the middle of that, and we spend a lot of time talking about IoT. I'm here for this week's Embedded Executive Podcast, and this week my guest is Bob Scotcha, who is the President and CEO of USA Firmware. Good morning, Bob. How are you? Good morning. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing just fine. Thank you very much. I saw a quote from you that I want to uh, discuss because I think it's very, very interesting. The quote was, and, and I'll paraphrase here, um, the idea of firmware becoming, well, let me back up. Firmware will become the next software, as, and we are now entering the firmware age. So let's start off with, what do you mean by that? Yeah, so if you think about it, um, you know, we've had different ages with regards to technology and embedded systems. So the way I look at it is, if you think about it, like from the 40s of the last decade, the last century to the 80s, it was really the hardware revolution and, and era, and then we get the software uh, from the 80s to the now, 20s. And because of IoT, because of I IoT, and because of the incredible amount of firmware that needs to be developed, um, to me and, and to a lot of others, I believe, um, I feel that it, we're really entering a, a firmware kind of an era um, where, where hardware is you know, almost commodity these days. It's very solid, and, um, very mature. Software is now very mature, um, and now we're now we're trying to connect things. Well, if you're going to connect things, number one, you have to understand engineering, uh, and number two, you need to get that data out of those sensors, um, and then aggregate it, and then provide it to the software. And that's actually a pretty hard, heavy lift. Um, and so, we have never done, I think, a great job of really um, identifying what firmware is and educating. Um, the engineering community in terms of, all right, how do you write good firmware? Um, so as a result, I believe, I'm, I'm a little concerned. I am concerned about being ready for it, but nonetheless, I think for us to really be able to advance IoT, um, we really need to focus on the firmware, so to speak. So let's talk about where you draw the line between what is mm -hmm. software and what is firmware to make sure that we're yeah. speaking the same language. Sure, sure. Yeah, that's a question I get a lot. Um, so, so, so from my uh, vantage point, so if you can imagine, let's talk about um, software. So you go and you decide you're going to be a computer scientist, uh, computer programmer, and you go to college and get a degree in computer science. Then on the other side, you have electrical engineers, right? And they're going and they're getting a bachelor's of electrical engineering. Um, and so the electrical engineer is getting an engineering degree. The computer scientist is getting a science degree. Um, when it, the way I differentiate it is, I, the way I look at it is if you are controlling engineered systems, whether they're natural systems or human systems, you kind of have need a uh, kind of an acumen for engineering and you need to have some level, and I think it's debatable how much, some level of an understanding of engineering in general. So that would be primarily electrical engineering um, and then all the other engineering fields, you know, especially mechanical and things of that sort. So when I differentiate between 
All right, when does it stop being firmware and being and, and it starts being software? It's when you don't have to worry about the engineering anymore, um, and you have primarily more of a virtual world that you're working with, where you're getting information that's nicely abstracted, and, and now. Um, Number one, you're able to work with it in that higher level of abstraction where you don't have to, and you know, know how to control an engineered system, right? I mean, if I'm going to, I'm going to write software, aka firmware, that's going to control electronics, I better understand electronics, or I'm going to hurt somebody, right? Um, so, so that's kind of where I, it is kind of where I draw the line between the differentiation of the two. It, it does get a little gray because it used, you know, as memory becomes less expensive. Um, and uh, you know you have more memory available to you as a firmware engineer. The whole old issue of well, you know, I'm in a very memory constrained environment writing firmware becomes a lesser issue, um, but it's still there. Um, but nonetheless, it's not as severe of an issue. And the other thing being that I think, and this is where there might be some confusion, is on the embedded with all the energy that's going into embedded Linux right now. But I mean, there's Linux, which is really for a desktop, and then there's embedded Linux, which is running off of, let's say, high-end high core, core processors. And the way in which you set up embedded Linux, you better know what you're doing with regards to the constraints of a, of a microcontroller versus a microprocessor. Okay, so one of the things we spend a lot of time talking about here, and uh, very much so lately, is this idea of open source software and versus commercial software. Is it more secure? Is it less secure? Is it better? Is it worse? Mm -hmm. What about open source firmware? Um, well, I think that I think there's something there. Um, I, I, I'm not quite sure exactly what you mean, other than the fact that you know, just like with anything, um, you know, you can certainly develop. Algorithms that can then be reutilized, and I think we're doing that actually now. That I'm thinking about it, um, in some regards. So, like, so let's say uh, you look at the variety of microcontroller manufacturers out there right now. Um, you know, if you go back 10-15 years, you were kind of you know you had a UBAR driver, right? Um, and you had to basically design it from scratch. I mean, back in the day when I was writing firmware, that would be the case with me, or let's say an Ida C or a, or a Skyinterface or whatever it might be. Um, you kind of had to work from scratch, but these days they're providing libraries, right, so that you can have a starting point at least. In some cases, some manufacturers of uh, um, uh, microcontrollers are trying to create robust firmware, which is really, I think, where where uh, where they need to be going, so that you actually have source code, open source code that you can use, that you can rely on, that isn't just uh, a hobbyware that is actually, you know, um, guaranteed. Um, to be solid and robust. Um, so certainly, I think that there is something there. I think that will help too, with respect to the demand. Because again, like I mentioned before, I think that we are way behind the curve in so far as having enough firmware competent uh, engineers out there. But as somebody who makes their living selling firmware, uh, are you, are you for open source firmware or against it? I would think that the uh, the MCU manufacturers themselves are sort of the competition because they're giving all this stuff away for bit. free if you if you become their customer. Yeah, a little bit. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, um, as a firmware company, and, and my company is is uh, you know we do not just firmware, we also do hardware and, and software. But I mean, as a firmware company, I kind of feel that there's a responsibility for us to advocate the advancement of the field. 
um, and advocate for the right thing. It's just like if you go to the the dentist, well, you know, I'm hoping he's telling you to do all the right things to take care of your teeth. Um, and, and it's no different here. We're trying to advocate what are the right things that we should be doing. Um, and there's a lot of firmware to go around, so I'm not really that worried. Um, I would much rather, I would, I would be thrilled to know that I played some kind of little role in advancing uh, firmware, um, much more so than, you know, making some additional sales for my business. That makes sense. Very good. So um, I painted you in a box, and I shouldn't have done that. What does USA Firmware do exactly? Uh, all right, so USA Firmware is a uh, design consultancy. So uh, we work with primarily, um, and not only, but primarily uh, well-established brands that you would recognize to help them develop embedded system solutions. Um, so uh, we have a team of firmware hardware and software engineers. We also have mechanical engineers we can bring to the table. Um, but, uh, but what we're finding is that because of IoT, um, you know, there's a large number of organizations out there that really don't know how to do you know, firmware, um, let alone maybe hardware. You know, a, lot of them, a lot of the IoT is coming out of mechanical firms, right? Because now we're going to take and we're going to sensorize some kind of a mechanical widget. Um, and as a result, they don't have the background. They don't have the acumen. They don't have a culture that is electrocentric. They have a culture that's mechanically centric, right? So even their controls and their processes, everything that they do is based upon an understanding mechanics. And so as a result, you know, it's it's extremely difficult for them to change their organization to be, let's say, more of an embedded systems organization. And you know, maybe they don't need to, right? I mean, if I am um, making some kind of a mechanical widget. I've had two choices. Either I can say, you know what, we're going to be the leading provider of IoT in our market, right? Or they're going to say, you know what, there's this IoT thing. Um, we've got to have it. I mean, it's, we've got to have it. Everyone else has it. All our competitors have it. We've got to have it. Now, where we really rock, you know, is in this other aspect. Maybe it's something to do with chemistry or mechanics. We're really good at this, but um, we know we got to have IoT, and so as a result, we need firmware, we need software, things of that sort. So really, if you're of the nature, if you want to be the leader, then you probably should have your own team. You probably, we can help. You know, an organization like us can help you with respect to getting there. But at the end of the day, you really should transition away from a firm like us and have your own internal staff because you want to be the leader, right? So that that's who you are now. That's we are an IoT company versus the majority, which is all right, we, we know we've got to have this because this is the direction this is that the world is going. And my stapler, boy, it has to be a smart stapler now. Um, but I don't want to be known for smart stapler. I just want to make sure that we, we can compete in the market. Very good. That's good stuff, Bob. Thank you very much. Good. Good. You're welcome. That was Bob Scotcha. He is the president and CEO of USA Firmware, and I am Rich Nass with Open Systems Media. You have a great day, Bob. You too. Take, take care. Thanks so much.